We break down Kings Golden Knights around two with the host of Locked On Golden Knights, Chris Golick, on this crossover edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years of the Fox Sports Radio Network, also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show. That's been putting out content for the last 17 years. And, of course, a passionate L.A. Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Well, the L.A. Kings are in Las Vegas to take on the Golden Knights and to preview the game and talk about the two teams so far on the season. We are happy to welcome in once again one of the co-hosts of Locked On Golden Knights. His name is Chris Golick. Chris, also a writer for Vegas Hockey Now. Hey, Chris, how you doing? What's going on? Happy uh, happy Wednesday. Thank you. Uh, same to you. And uh, <laughs> we'll see if it's a happy Wednesday night uh, based on what happens tonight. But uh, big game, at least it feels like a big game to me. I'll, I'll ask you if you think it's a big game. But I know it's still early in the season. Uh, second meeting of the year between Pacific Division rivals, L.A. and Vegas. But uh, national TV broadcast on TNT, uh, Vegas top record in the NHL. Kings are 6-0 and on the road this season, coming into the Fortress. Last time they met, very competitive game. Vegas skates off with a 4-3 shootout win. So I know it feels like a big game for L.A. Is it, uh, is it a big game for Vegas, do you think? Yeah, Braden McNabb, after practice yesterday, cited, you know, this is one of those important four-point games. So it's on the team's mind. They didn't have that same vibe uh, when they traveled to Anaheim. Not saying they didn't care as much about the Anaheim game, but they didn't care as much about the Anaheim game. <laughs> That's just kind of how the Kings and Golden Knights rivalry goes. And, I mean, very impressed with the Kings so far. Great starts. Obviously, the Golden Knights uh, edged them last game. Both teams on the backside of a back-to-back. Tonight's game, both teams come in a little better rested. So we'll get to see a little more about best on best because the Golden Knights, we got our injury troubles right now, but you're going to see good hockey from both sides and you'll see a little more, more of a chess match, I guess, instead of just a outright brutality like the last game was. Well, I will definitely be interested in getting uh, the injury updates uh, for the Golden Knights from you. Um, But as for the Kings, um, another big matchup against a big team. They had a real nice win in Toronto recently. That was probably their biggest, uh, their best performance so far against a good team. But they've played Vegas, they've played Boston, they've played Colorado, and they've played well, but they haven't gotten a win yet over any of those teams. So I think for the Kings, they really would like to kind of prove to themselves that they can knock off one of the top teams in the NHL, and in this case, the top team right now in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, this is something that's going to keep the Golden Knights honest all season long, right? A team can be on a losing streak or a team can be having a rough season, but if they knock off the Stanley Cup champs, that helps a locker room, that helps a general manager, that helps keep a coach employed for another week, all these different things that just simply winning a big game can do. And that's also going to help the Golden Knights as much as it could hurt them throughout the season because obviously there's not going to be a whole lot of games where 
you know, there's games where it just kind of feels like the opposition mailed it in and stuff like that. And the Golden Knights have games like that too. That's just how the NHL works. But when when your team is the defending Stanley Cup champ, there's a lot more work to be done, especially in some of these midweek matchups. Not that this is one of those types of games or anything like that, but there's going to be other games in the calendar, especially come December and January, where it's not even like a bottom feeder type of team, just a, a fringe playoff type team. Here comes Vegas, and they better be ready to go. Uh, we've talked to you before the season started. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw exactly this kind of record at this point, 11-1-1, like I said, best record in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was pretty clear the Golden Knights, barring any major injuries, were going to be good again, we're going to be a playoff team again, and we're going to be probably a Stanley Cup contender again. So I guess the question is, is everything going basically according to plan so far, or are they even playing better than you thought? So this is where being around the team paints a different picture. If you were an outsider that didn't really follow a lot of hockey and you weren't in the know of what a team's record was, you would watch Bruce Cassidy. You would watch Mark Stone's post-game pressers. It would not feel like you're watching a team at the time, 7-0-1, 8-0-1, 9-0-1, 11-0-1. The team has not been happy with their play as of late. Uh, the Winnipeg and Colorado games withstanding, but the games before that, even going back to the Kings game, uh, Kings got to a 2 nothing lead, and it took the Golden Knights a long time to get back into that game. Uh, just before the Blackhawks beat the Golden Knights in the shootout, the Philadelphia Flyers, take the Golden Knights to 59 minutes and 30 seconds before the Golden Knights can pull ahead in that game. And Mark Stone's comments after, I want to say it was the Montreal game, it, things are just a little bit off, right? We're not clicking very well. The chemistry isn't as much there. The execution, the breakouts, I mean, we can go on a long list of things. And Coach Cassidy, for lack of a better term, has been grumpy in a few of the press conferences. Him and I even had a goofy exchange where he misunderstood my question, cut me off, and apologized later on, so that was kind of nice. Very class act. But point being is this is not how a team that's doing this good should feel, and that's kind of scary because once the injury bug goes away, which it probably never will, but once things start to click, there's another gear coming for the Golden Knights, I think. Well, that's a little bit scary. Uh, you could certainly under understand a coach wanting to say those types of things to keep a team with high expectations at a certain level, but I think it certainly goes towards leadership when you've got your captain, Mark Stone, echoing those same Bingo. things, that there's a standard for the Golden Knights, and even with the record, if that standard's not being met, then there's going to be some unhappiness. So that's pretty impressive right there. I, I think for the Kings, I think they're pretty happy right now with the way things are going. Um, you know, they've had to incorporate some new players into the lineup. The big trade, Pierre-Luc Dubois in the offseason comes in. Cam, Na Cam Talbot is your new goalie in net. I know that's not necessarily quite the same thing as incorporating a player onto a line, um, but he's obviously been new. They've had to get used to him a little bit. Uh, Jordan Spence and Andreas Englund are a new third pairing on defense. And they've got a rookie, Alex Laferriere, who's been filling in nicely for the injured Victor Arbitz. And so the Kings having to transition some players. I think they're probably very happy with, uh, you know, that transition also coming along with success here uh, in the early season. You mentioned injuries. The Kings really have had one. And Victor Arvidsson is a very significant player, especially on their top power play unit. Um, he's going to be out long-term with back surgery. 
But that's been the only injury so far for the Kings. You mentioned it. What's going on with Vegas injury-wise? Um, Alec Martinez, you'll get a kick out of this, I think. But Alec Martinez. Hurt blocking he, a shot? Yeah, exactly. He, get, well, he takes a high Shane Bowers uh, shot on Saturday against uh, the Avalanche. And I turn around. I was actually in my seats for that game. I took that game off from the media side and just wanted to enjoy a game as a fan with my son. Uh, so my longtime friends that sit behind us, Martinez goes off. He's laboring in pain. And they're like, oh, no, Al- Martinez went off. He's hurt. I look back. I'm like, guys, he's been doing this for the better part of a decade. He's mm-hmm. fine. There's nothing to worry about when Alec Martinez skates off in a little bit of pain from blocking a shot. Lo and behold, he misses uh, the game Sunday against the Ducks. So it just makes me wonder, how hard does Alec Martinez have to get hit by a puck to even tell the medical staff, hey, I'm in some pain right now. Like, I, I just marvel at, I mean, I can't imagine what that bruise would look like right now. That's just how much of a warrior he is. Obviously, you've uh, you've seen that side of him for a long time before uh, Vegas acquired him. Yep. So Martinez is back tonight. He was in the pregame skate this morning, so it looks like everything is all good there. Chandler Stevenson, yesterday's practice, Cassidy tells us, oh, he's out for a maintenance day, some bumps and bruises. Okay, okay. About 7 o'clock last night, the Golden Knights kind of sneak out a little tweet that they called up one of their AHL players, uh, uh, Jonas Ronbjerg. He'll be dressing on the fourth line because Stevenson looks like he's going to be out now today, uh, not just today, but it's going to be out Friday as well. So mm-hmm. this has caused the lines to go in an absolute blender for tonight's game. Will Carey normally on the fourth line. He's going to be on the second line. Mike Amadio, normally the third line right wing, will be the center. So Amadio between Carrier and Stone is the second line. The third line is a little more of a consistent line now with Carlson, Dorfiev, and Cotter. Uh, Ron Bjerg, Howden, Colesar, line four. I don't think that line gets a lot of minutes tonight. And, of course, your top line, Eichel, Marcheseau, and Barbashev. Depending on how this game goes, I can see Cassidy shortening the bench in that fourth line of the Golden Knights not getting a lot of time tonight. Well, uh, as I mentioned, the Kings have been pretty healthy. So opposite for L.A., it'll be the 10th straight game, the exact same four lines of forwards and the exact three lines or three pairings. How good does that feel? It must be so exciting. We don't get that in Vegas. Especially for a head coach, right? It's not a lot of strategy. Just roll them out there and and get it done. The Golden Uh, Knights have their ninth. They're down to their ninth defenseman right now. That's how deep they've gone on their depth chart for defense. And uh looks like they'll be to their eighth defenseman tonight. So we'll see. Uh, we've got more with Chris Golick, the co-host of Locked On Golden Knights. Find out what some of the specific things that are working well and maybe not working well for Vegas. We'll do that more here on Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Drive passion and patience, what brings home the winning trophy, also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle at a level up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. And Andre Kopitar scores a hat trick and the LA Kings win the Stanley Cup. Sounds good, right? Well, you know what else sounds good? You 
winning 100 times your money by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app as the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our top choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. With Sleeper, you pick more or less based on goals, assists, points, saves, and more. And Sleeper offers 100 times payouts, 100 times. And although we love the NHL, it's not just about hockey. You've got the NFL in full swing, college football too, and the NBA is now underway. Now is a great time to get in on all the amazing sports action, make the right picks, and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That is Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms for use for details and locational availabilities. All right, we continue with Chris Golick, and we remind you that it is Kings versus Golden Knights tonight in Las Vegas, 7 p.m. Pacific. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of your L.A. Kings with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search L.A. Kings, and again, that's a national TV game, so no local TV here in L.A. You want to hear the hometown voices? Go to Sirius XM. Chris, it doesn't seem like much has gone wrong. I know you said that uh, maybe the standard uh, is not up to snuff so far for the the Golden Knights, but uh, kind of what has been working well for for Vegas to get them to having the best record in the NHL? Goaltending. Logan Thompson, Aiden Hill have both done a remarkable job at holding the fort down. There's really only two goals you look at over the 27, whatever the number is that the Golden Knights have given up on the year. There's only two goals I can think of, one by each goalie that they'd want to have back. Aiden Hill had a, a very unfortunate one happen. I think it was the Montreal game where Noodle Stick, he goes to goes to make a pass and the puck just doesn't go anywhere. And uh, yeah, a little tapping for the opposition and that was that. And then Logan had one go off his blocker. That was a little weak. But otherwise, goaltending is where I would certainly starts. And then looking at like what William Carlson is doing and Shea Theodore, both right around a point per game pace. Top line, not clicking as well, but getting the job done, especially helping on the power play and such. Uh, Mark Stone hasn't missed a game due to a back issue yet. That's certainly a good thing, having the captain in the lineup for all 13 games so far. Um, And lastly, the defensive reinforcements. So you have three players who have been basically in almost every game, or at least two-thirds of these three, uh, Keaton Korzak, Ben Hutton, Braden Pahal, a lot of those players, not so much Hutton, but Pahal and Korzak spent a lot of time in the AHL last season. So it's all kind of working so far, but there's a feeling in the locker room that the team is just starting to consistently achieve their standard of play. Well, for the Kings, uh, I think their biggest thing that's been going well for them is the depth scoring Uh, up and down the lineup. Everybody's contributing especially the fourth line is doing a great job as well, making things really easy for head coach Todd McClellan. Uh, not a lot of mixing and matching. It's just roll them out there and let them get it done. And uh, that's really worked so far for them. Some some players, you've got the Adrian Kempes and the Kevin Fialas and those guys, um, but you're getting really good contributions with guys like Trevor Moore and Carl Grundstrom, not household names necessarily, but they're coming up big so far early in the season. So really rolling out four lines, is working well for the Kings, and they're getting the goaltending as well. They don't have the depth that Vegas has, that's for sure, and yet. But Cam Talbot has uh, had a strong early season. He's 6-0 and on the road, uh, and the Kings' penalty kill is much improved from last year as well. So those are some of the things that have been working well so far for yeah, L.A. Cam, I'm sorry. Uh, Cam yeah. Talbot, his, um, what, nine two three save percentage, I think, last time I saw. And, and that was what I felt 
was the Kings' biggest concern last year. Looked like, and you can obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked like they were in a little more of like a track meet environment, winning a lot of five, four games and such and stuff like that. The goal differential all the way really up until the last month was right around even for the Kings. We're going back to last season, of course. And then obviously down the stretch, the Kings tilted the goal differential a little bit. But both goalies, it was what, Copley and who was the other goalie last year? Uh, Jonas Corposalo was a trade deadline pickup late in the year. Um, right. But they were both like right around a 900 save percentage, like not very high. So if Talbot can keep up, you know, a 9-2, a 9-1, that would be huge for the Kings' outlook as the season progresses. Yeah, he's 36 years old. So can he keep that up for the whole season? We shall find out. Uh, we'll, we'll see. So you have mentioned that maybe the Golden Knights aren't clicking exactly uh, the way they would like. So what are some of the things that they have been struggling with, or is there a specific player that maybe is struggling so far this season? Ivan Barbashev. Uh, we'll definitely start the bidding on Ivan Barbashev. Uh, Barbashev, at least in my opinion, was the missing link for the eichel Marchesso line last season. Barbashev comes in, all of a sudden Jack Eichel leads all of playoff scoring, and Marchesso wins the consmite and Barbashev was a huge part of that just four four goal or is it four goals one assist or one goal four assists it's one of those two Barbashev only has five points on the new season right now the top line metrics just aren't there right now me and Tony on lockdown VGK talked about this on yesterday's show or it might have been Mondays but Bleacher Report came out with the top five line combinations it was an opinion piece, but of course, Jack Eichel's line not even mentioned as a an honorable mention. So I went and looked at Money Puck, and Money Puck rated Marcheso, Eichel, and Barbashev as like the 59th best line when you factor expected goals and such. And we know there's a lot more to it than simply the st- statistical side, but there's a far cry from, you know, 59 and let's say top 15, right? I mean, so that says something right there in a game like tonight where the bottom three lines are different than what they've normally been going to really need the golden Knights are really going to need that top line to click and sustain some pressure and hopefully, uh, you know, pot an early goal to keep the Kings, uh, you know, slow down a little bit for the Kings. I think, uh, their biggest issue right now is the power play is not clicking the way it did a year ago. It was a top 10 power play last season. So it is it's interesting that all the emphasis was put on getting the penalty kill better, and they did that, and now the power play, which was the emphasis last year on getting better, has now slipped a little bit. I think Victor Arvidsson being out is is does play a little bit into that, but the power play not up to where it needs to be. Uh, it is interesting. You look at Kevin Fiala. He's got one goal, but he also has 11 points. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's, tied he's, for, doing fine. he's doing He's fine. tied for the team lead. I know some people are like, well, Pierre-Luc Dubois hasn't been the impact player that we wanted him to be. He's got three goals. Six points in eleven games. It, it's fine. I think, like you're, I said, you're seven two and two. Who cares? Yeah, everyone's everyone is chipping in, and so maybe that distracts a little yeah. bit from anybody having a great. He, he's only a sixty point player. Like that's like what his yeah what his ceiling is, right? Sixty points. That's not a bad thing by any means. But no, no, no. no Kings no. fans might have thought he was a point per game type of guy, and that's not who Pierre Luc Dubois is. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned it already, uh, but I think the one clear. Thing that that Vegas has over LA is the depth in that. Uh, if Cam Talbot goes down, I think the Kings could be in trouble. Phoenix Copley has not seen much time because Todd McClellan is like, well, as long as Cam Talbot's winning, I'm going to keep rolling him out there. Of course, they've got back to back coming up, so I expect Copley to play against Pittsburgh at home on Thursday. Um, but Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill maybe 
the top tandem in the NHL. I know maybe the folks in Boston with Swayman and Olmark might post an argument, but it's it's definitely I would say uh, in the running. Would you would you agree with that? Oh yeah, as far as true tandems go, I mean, Olmark, Swayman, Hill, Thompson, and outside of that, I mean, there's some tandems that aren't true tandems where it's you know a ninety ten split, eighty twenty split, and stuff like that. But as far as a true tandem goes, I'm certainly with you on. On, El, on Logan and Aiden being amongst the top in the NHL. Looks like uh, Aiden Hill will be the goalie tonight. Logan played the last game. Aiden was first off today. And it looked like, um, from what I read on Twitter a little while before X, whatever we're supposed to call it now, before we started, uh, looks like uh, you'll have um, Talbot tonight. He was he did not participate in the skate at T-Mobile Arena. So Talbot versus Hill. Here we go. Yeah, it should be uh, fun. And speaking of fun, uh, maybe the Pacific Division has been fun so far as far as uh, some of the surprises. We're going to talk about that here not in just a second. Not well, for everybody. Well, maybe it's fun for us, uh, for a certain team that I'll mention in a moment. But uh, we'll get into that here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. A score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That is $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action than now. And as much as we love betting on the NFL, of course, the NHL is something you can bet on as well. Uh, there's a big game tonight you might have heard about between the LA Kings and the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas is getting a goal and a half. Uh, you want to place a bet on the Kings to win. Uh, what about the over-under? More or less, six and a half goals. If you want to bet on that, just use the FanDuel app. It is easy to use. There is a wide range of betting options, including point spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to bet on the NHL and the NFL all season long. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And one more reminder, it is Vegas versus L.A. tonight, 7 p.m. Pacific. Catch all the action of the hometown broadcast to your L.A. Kings with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search L.A. Kings. Uh, it's been an interesting early season here for the Pacific Division. Uh, I think a lot of people would have had L.A. and Vegas in the top three. Uh, Vancouver is certainly a little bit of a surprise. At number two, the Anaheim Ducks, who beat Vegas, who handed them their only regulation loss so far this year right now would be a playoff team and then there's the edmonton oilers oh my what is going on in edmonton right now where they are struggling i'm sure a lot of kings fans not all that disappointed to see that uh what are your thoughts so far on some of these uh early pacific division storylines vancouver has a rigged schedule they've played the oilers three times that's just not fair that's my first thing <laughs> we didn't know um, that coming in that that was going to be a problem but yeah <laughs> no um i mean listen if you had told a sharks fan on November oh. <laughs> the 8th, they would trail the Edmonton Oilers by two points in the standings. <laughs> they would be thinking, man, we're having a great year. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Good point. so yeah. much. I mean, listen, Edmonton, they're not going to go down. I don't think they're going to go down like this the entire season. It was interesting watching them send Campbell down to the, to the AHL. That was kind of a surprise. I'm not sure what they were hoping to achieve in that, but... I mean, Calvin Picard was a former Golden Knight for a minute, and he's been on the journeyman thing, so he's going to be uh, getting some time up in Edmonton, see if he can help somehow turn that team around because Woodcroft isn't going to be the one to do it. And the Sharks, I mean, listen, the Sharks, 
if the Sharks were four and nine or oh and whatever, or one and whatever, like this is the plan for the Sharks. They're rebuilding, getting a look at rookies and stuff. I know we're kind of dumping on them a little bit, but this is expected. And Oilers deserve all the dump that we're giving them. Sharks, it is what it is. What'd you think about Anaheim? They, I didn't see the game, but they beat the Golden Knights. Are they for real or was it just an off night for, uh, for your team? No, I'm not going to take any credit away from Anaheim. They played really well and they deserve the victory. Um, this is what Anaheim does on this now six-game winning streak prior to last night when they lost to Pittsburgh, but the six-game streak that they had, five of six of the games, they actually trailed going into the third period and found a way to come back. They were trailing Pittsburgh last night, and um, I guess their luck just ran out a little bit there, but Anaheim played well. Third period, um, Coach Cassidy did have an interesting take on the game. He felt, first of all, that it was the best or one of the best performances by the defense for a game he wanted to check the metrics and stuff and see how it looked so my question to Cassidy uh, after yesterday's practice was hey did you get a chance to look at the metrics from the game and do you still feel it was one of the best defensive performances and he kind of cracked a smile he said yeah I looked at the metrics but I don't really agree with them and I got to talk to someone about that because I don't agree with some things but Cassidy chalked up the third period to Anaheim getting three chances and the puck had eyes and found its way into the net. And that happens in the NHL. There's days where you're not going to need more than, you know, two or three chances and things are going to happen. And there's days you're going to pepper the other goalie with 40 shots and eight high danger chances, and it's not going to go in. So, you know, Anaheim played well. They are playing well. Um, I thought Gudis was a good acquisition for the blue line. Uh, they had someone else back there. I forgot who else they added, but point being, they used to give up 39.5 shots a game. I don't care who the goalie is. They're going to struggle in that. So they're lowering the shots per game given up, and they got some fight in the forwards now. And they're a physical team, too. I don't know if you, if you guys have played them yet or not, but not they yet. are a much more physical team than they've been. Uh, real quick, something topical I wanted to ask you real quick. Um, Andre Kobitar the other day in practice was wearing a neck guard. He was trying it out. Of course, they had that tragic situation uh, over in England uh, with the with the death of uh, Adam Johnson. Anybody on Vegas trying it out or wearing that in a game at this point? I don't think so, and I feel like there hasn't been a whole lot of conversation. If I'm wrong, apologies, everyone, but I don't think anyone in Vegas has gone that route, and I haven't heard it come up. Uh, my son actually plays youth hockey, and that was the first thing we did the previous Monday is we went and got a net guard, and mm. I coached the team, so I – USA hockey does not mandate net guards, which I find kind of interesting at the youth level. And I got a feeling that might change in the times to come, but I saw and some, I really never looked for, but I would say I saw exponentially more kids wearing the net guards now after uh, what happened tragically. Yeah. Um, Kopitar said that uh, he was probably going to wear it tonight in the game. So if you're watching uh, the game, maybe keep an eye out for that. Also, uh, Andre Kopitar, one goal away from 400 for his career. Oh, wow. So we'll see if he uh, gets that tonight against Vegas or not. Chris, looking forward to the game. Hopefully it's a good one. Uh, feels like it's going to be a, a fun matchup. Uh, the second of three meetings between Vegas and LA on the season. Uh, thanks for joining us and sharing some of your thoughts on it and uh, looking forward to the game tonight. Yeah, me too. Uh, low scoring, tight checking, very physical, just a good, good, good old school, new school type of game. All right. Hopefully uh, that's the case. Again, Chris, thanks. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you at some point uh, down the road. Appreciate you giving us your thoughts on the Golden Knights. Yeah, take care. Looking forward to it. All right. That is Chris Golick, one of the co-hosts of Locked on Golden Knights. Hope you guys enjoyed 
that crossover show for you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked On the Kings every day. Of course, tomorrow we'll have a full recap of the Kings Golden Knights game. We'll also preview the Thursday Kings Penguins game as well. And then, of course, on Friday, recap the Kings Penguins game and have another fan feedback show as well. Your thoughts on what's going on with the LA Kings. You want to send an email? The email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E D D I E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. Also, love for you to stay interactive with the show on Twitter, X, uh, and Instagram. We are at Locked On LA Kings. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching this episode of Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings, go.